Welcome to another edition of Tell Me More. I'm Dennis Wiles, and I'm actually the host for today. In fact, this is my first time to fly solo in the podcast, as uh, I'll be in the podcast studio by myself today. But we're going to talk about 2023 and what's ahead of us here at First Baptist Arlington. And for others who might not be a part of our church, we want to invite you to an incredible journey, a journey of discovery, a journey of growth, a journey of bearing fruit, and hopefully a journey of health and wholeness in every area of your life. So I'm looking forward to this year. I'm also looking forward to sharing some of my ideas and plans and goals for us on into the next year. So welcome to our podcast today of Tell Me More. Well, welcome to another edition of Tell Me More. I'm Dennis Wiles, and I'm actually in the podcast studio alone today. So my first time to fly solo. So who knows what this is going to be like today. It might be very interesting. We'll just see. But uh, uh, my sidekicks aren't available today, so I decided I would just do this by myself with you. So... As you know, if you were at Church Sunday at First Baptist Arlington, we recognize that we have um, brought 2022 to a conclusion and have launched 2023. We actually didn't do that. Actually, the whole world did that, but we just acknowledged it, I guess is what I would say. And uh, so 2022, my goodness, what an incredible year we've had. Uh, when you look at our world, I listed some of those things Sunday morning in, uh, in my message, just uh, some highlights of some things that actually happened in 2022. Um, it, was, it was an incredible year in a lot of ways, you know, when you think about what took place economically in America. Um, Apple became the first publicly traded company to top $3 trillion in net worth, which is stunning for many of us to even think about that dollar figure. Um, for me, as a sports fan, 2022 had just a lot of, a lot of really, really cool moments. The year started strong in January with Georgia beating Alabama for the national championship, which was awesome for me. Um, and, of course, the Rams won the Super Bowl uh, we're hoping that this podcast next year will be celebrating the Dallas Cowboys winning a Super Bowl. So that would be an awesome thing for us. Um, but we'll just see how that goes. Um, and then just culturally, a lot of things took place this year. Uh, we had uh, with um, Katanji Brown Jackson, the very first African-American woman elected to the Supreme Court in the United States, which uh, – was, an, I think, just an incredible breakthrough. Um, also, a lot of significant deaths. One of my favorite, all-time favorite athletes is Bill Russell and a legendary basketball player for the Boston Celtics. That was my team when I was growing up. And uh, Bill Russell, um, when he died, kind of an unprecedented move by the NBA. They retired number six for every team. I think that's the first time this ever happened in the NFL. So uh, it's kind of fascinating. Um, and then just, uh, just a lot of things occurred culturally and, and on the, on the religious front, um, we had some significant deaths as well. Uh, certainly Queen Elizabeth, who many people may not realize is actually, or was the, she's actually the head of the Anglican church, which now belongs, obviously a position belongs now to King Charles, but here close to home at First Baptist Arlington, 
when I think about 2022, we set aside that entire year for just a time of renewal. And you'll remember that uh, our theme for the year was re dot dot dot. And so we took every one of our liturgical seasons. We have eight of them at our church that we acknowledge. Some of those are consistent with the broader church with a capital C. Um, but the rest of those are actually just somewhat suited to the natural rhythms of First Baptist Arlington. We we have kind of the winter season and then certainly the Lenten season leading up to Easter. We usually have a spring emphasis and and then a summer emphasis. And we usually then have an emphasis just for August when we start to reconvene. And then during the fall, uh, we have another season. And then every year in November, we have our missions emphasis. And then, of course, we celebrate with the broader church the season of Advent. So we put all that together. That's eight different seasons, uh, liturgical seasons for our church. And we typically have a, a different emphasis that connects to the broader theme for each one of those seasons. And 2022 was no different. That's exactly what we did. And so every emphasis in 2022 was um, a time to focus on, to study, uh, to just uh, embrace a desire to more deeply understand one of the theological terms that begins with the prefix re. So we had an, an incredible year doing that together. It was our hope that it would be a time to just re-everything, if you will, um, because we were digging out of this pandemic and trying to find our way into a, a new normal, a new uh, new era, new season of ministry. And so this year has just been given to um, a, a whole year, this past year, a whole year of just uh, recommitting and uh, renewing and reviving and just experiencing the renewing hand, the renewing work of, of God's hand in the life of our church. And I would tell you, I think it's been a great year. I've enjoyed it. I've loved it. I've uh, appreciated each one of these emphases. I've, I've enjoyed going through the biblical text with our church family. And uh, it's it's been a really good year. We also had a year transition in a lot of ways at First Baptist. Uh, our church has, has been here since uh, 1871, so uh, we've already celebrated our 150th year uh, as a church. And uh, this past year was a year of transition. Um, we brought a lot of new staff members on at our church, so we have a lot of new uh, young talent now working alongside the rest of us. And it's just really encouraging to, to see that, and I hope that those of you that are members of our church who listen to this podcast, you're encouraged by that and grateful for it because we really, really have some great folks serving on our staff here, and we're really excited about the future. So with that said, now we have a whole new year in front of us, 2023, and uh, we're looking forward to the year ahead of us. We've uh, adopted a theme, and uh, the theme is, why does it matter? And, and really, that theme materialized for me last year. Um, as we were in the, I guess, the throes of coming out of this pandemic, one of the things that we really all noticed during the pandemic was people were really focusing on what really matters in the world. And they wanted to talk about big issues. And uh, it seemed like the, the things that really matter is what actually garnered our attention as we were coming out of the pandemic. And so that just led me to think about, well, why do things matter? So this whole year in 2023 is going to be given to addressing that question. Why, why does it matter? And we'll do the same thing that we've done in the past. We're going to divide the year into these eight liturgical seasons. And we will um, spend some time this winter just beginning the entire conversation for us as a church. And we're going to ask the question this winter, why does anything matter? And uh, we're actually going to look at some of the, the big issues that 
that we believe um, help us to understand what God is doing and how God is at work in this world. And so then for the Lenten season, we're going to ask the question, why does right and wrong matter? What difference does it make uh, to um, decide that some things are right and some things are wrong? And and what role does sin play in that? And how's that factor into the whole story of redemption that obviously has lived out through the life of Jesus as we will look at that during the Lenten season? Then the spring, we'll ask the question, why does a family matter? Why, why did God choose to place us in families? I don't know if you've thought about that much, but that's just how it works. God, God uh, decided in his sovereignty that that a baby is born into this world, into a family. There's a family context that uh, just surrounds and frames the life of every human being. And uh, families and family dynamics and just generational relationships are all incredibly life-shaping in the life of every single person. So we're going to to look at that from a biblical perspective. And then uh, as we make our way into the uh, summer, we'll be asking the question about uh, eternal life. And, and why that matters and how our understanding of eternity affects us as human beings and, and truly does help um, uh, cultivate a certain perspective about life on this earth, particularly for Christians. And then the whole supernatural realm, uh, this August we'll explore that as we look at the Holy Spirit and why, why that supernatural reality matters and what does the Bible teach us about that. In the fall, We'll look at the church and ask the question, why does the church matter? Why why did God choose to work through people? And why is he choosing to work through the new covenantal people of God today? What is it about the church that is important to God? And why has he chosen the church as his instrument, his vessel, if you will, uh, through which he actually works and engages in the great story of redemption in our world? And then November, we'll ask the question, why why does mission matter? Why, Why has God given us this assignment? To, um, to bear his message across this world. And, and then in the Advent season in 2023, we will look with fresh eyes at the whole understanding of the Incarnation. And why does it matter? Why, why did God choose uh, to visit planet Earth personally? What is it that, that really makes Christianity unique in its understanding of God's revelation of himself? And how did it stand out in the ancient world? And how does it stand out today? And and how does that whole understanding of the Incarnation fare in the marketplace of ideas in our uh, 21st century social and cultural, political and religious setting that we know as the American context today? So I'm looking forward to just walking through each one of those conversations with you in 2023. And uh, further, I've, I've chosen to uh, use the Gospel of John to be our primary guide to frame these conversations as we make our way through this entire year. You know, there are four Gospels in the New Testament, and each of them offers a different perspective, a different view, if you will, and a different account of the life of Jesus. If you think about these four Gospels, they're very different in how they portray the life of Christ. Mark is a quick-hitting, kind of action-packed um, Gospel. I think it's the Greek word euthus, which means immediately is used 39 times in Mark. It's a fast-paced, quick-moving gospel. As a matter, of, <clears throat> excuse me. As a matter of fact, if you have a um, a red-letter edition of the New Testament, you won't find much red ink in Mark's gospel. It, it focuses on the the life of Christ, the work of Christ, if you will. And then you read Matthew's gospel, and Matthew has this this uh, kingly perspective um, regarding Jesus and 
him being the son of David and connecting him through to the uh, grand sweeping story of, of Israel. And he is this fulfillment of, of Scripture and prophecy as Matthew references it numerous times and points the reader to the fulfilling work of Jesus and these incredible long passages of, of teachings of Jesus, the Sermon on the Mount probably being the greatest example of that, um, and his um, genealogy, his connecting Jesus to the story of Israel, and and you've got the these very powerful um, apocalyptic passages in Matthew and, and a very lengthy um, treatment of the crucifixion and then resurrection and the Great Commission. And then Luke's gospel. Luke is, of course, um, one who's told us that he has um, engaged in a, a journey of, of research and collecting materials and gathering sources for the life of Christ. And he was a colleague of the Apostle Paul, and so he had firsthand knowledge of Paul's work and the development of Paul's theology. And so you have Luke and Acts that go together as compendium volumes, if you will, and very well-researched uh, book that um, obviously offers a message to Gentiles. And he connects to, uh, Jesus to a much broader story and um, does some explanation in, the, in his material to let you know that a Gentile audience could read this and understand it. And then you have John. And it's interesting, you know, Matthew, Mark, and Luke often are referred to by scholars as the synoptic gospels. And that English word comes from the Greek word, which means same eye. In other words, similar perspective. They focus primarily on the Galilean ministry of Jesus. And then John comes along, and the introduction to John immediately lets the reader know this is very different than the other three Gospels. The prologue to John's Gospel, he introduces a set of vocabulary and also just a perspective and a context and themes that he'll develop throughout the rest of the Gospel. And he skips over the birth narrative, if you will, and he gives us more of a of a cosmic, eternal presentation of, of Jesus. And he calls the reader back to the very beginning of the Bible, the very beginning of the universe, as he opens his gospel as the Bible opens with that phrase in the beginning. And then he presents this cosmic, divine Christ who now makes his appearance on this, appearance on this earth, God in the flesh. And the imagery of the tabernacle features quite prominently in John's gospel. And John also points us to these these signs that are um, indicative of something greater, pointing us to a greater, deeper reality about Jesus. So John's gospel is somewhat unique uh, in terms of how the four gospels are written. He gives us more information on the Judean ministry of Jesus. John's gospel also is the one who helps us understand that the ministry of Jesus took place over about a three-year span or so. And because we have the um, timing, if you will, in John's gospel and some of the notations, that's how we're able to ascertain the timing of the ministry of Jesus himself. And John tells you, I've written this. The, the reason that I wrote this, these things were written, he tells us in John 20, is so that you may uh, know and understand that Jesus is the Christ and that by believing in him, you'll find life in his name is what he tells us. So John's, John's gospel is on the one hand, it's an apologetic on the life of Christ. It's also an evangelistic tool uh, that John hoped would be used across the ancient world to lead people to come to a place where they would follow the Jesus way, to embrace Jesus as Lord and God and Messiah and Savior, and then follow him. And so John has an intentional evangelistic purpose, but he shares it in an apologetic, if you will, 
So his gospel is very different. And so this year, 2023, we're going to let John serve as our foundational text. Now, we will, we will add to it, of course, because there's so much else in the Scripture that we'll need to address. So uh, on Wednesdays, uh, you can join me for my pastor's Bible study that starts back on January 11th. We're going to study the book of Genesis on Wednesdays, and we're going to hearken back to the very beginning of the human story and the beginning of creation and God's intention and God's will. And we're going to look at this magnificent book known as Genesis. You know, there are, there are many other ancient accounts of creation or of the history of the universe, if you will. Um, none of them compare to the book of Genesis, um, with all due respect. N- none of them are as sweeping. None of them are as majestic. None of them are as holistic as the book of Genesis. Genesis stands alone in antiquity. There really is no other ancient document that parallels it. It's a, it's a giant, if you will, in ancient literature. And so even, even folks who do not embrace the authority of the Word of God, that don't see the Bible as God's revelation of himself, they, they simply look at the Bible as a, as a book of literature. Even scholars who do that complement the book of Genesis because it has such a grand, sweeping both cosmic and human story that's incredibly compelling and, uh, and is also has enough geographical notations in it to have some documentation through the history of humanity. So it's quite a, quite a sweeping presentation of the beginnings of all that is. So I'm looking forward to us studying that together. So with that said, we, we basically have highlighted five areas that we're going to give our attention to in 2023. Uh, we're going to uh, look at the whole conversation of apologetics. And uh, that word uh, apologetics, it actually comes from a Greek word, apologia, and it means to give a defense, to represent something. And so what we're going to do is, uh, is at least this, is be, this will be our attempt in 2023. We'll have a chance to come back a year from now and just look and see how we did, um, the Lord willing. And so our goal is going to deepen our understanding of the Christian faith and um, our desire is to help our people at our church better articulate our beliefs, um, particularly for this generation. And so each one of these liturgical seasons, we're going to look at a different topic, as I mentioned, and they're all essential to the core belief of, of Christianity itself. And John, serving as our guide, will help us frame this conversation so for our adults, our college students, our youth, we want them to, to all be able to articulate their core beliefs in a, in a narrative, if you will, that's relevant, that's uh, compelling. Uh, we want our children at our church to, to, make, to make sure that they're introduced to the core teachings of Christianity. So a part of our emphasis or one of the areas of focus for us as a church this next year will be this whole conversation about apologetics, where we will learn to represent our faith well. And then right alongside that track, there'll be another track that will garner our attention, and that will be evangelism. And it'll be our hope, our desire to um, cultivate a culture of evangelistic sensitivity at our church, to make sure that we're thinking evangelistically, that we're engaging evangelistically, that we're reminded that we not only represent the Christian faith, we make an appeal for it. That, that really is the holistic nature of apologetics. It's representing and appealing. It's, 
uh, sharing what we believe, and then inviting others to believe it. And so we want to help develop this um, representation of this very compelling narrative that we know is the gospel, that we know is the grand story of redemption. So examples of evangelism and evangelistic methods and uh, all of that is really going to be a part of our journey in 2023. And I'm looking forward to this conversation as we just think together about our um, just our, our missiology, if you will, and, and how we believe all that's going to be lived out um, as we make our way through this next year. And then, you know, while I was away in, um, back in, um, in July, I began to just sense a, uh, an impression, if you will, from the Lord to somehow determine how do we best engage um, this digital online space. And so we've batted around some ideas, and we've, we've, we have framed the conversation like this. We said, what, what if we view the digital space as the opportunity for a new global center, if you will, using that kind of imagery for our church, that we help um, engage this online or this digital space with the, what we're calling the dispersed church. And so you're going to hear more about that here at our church this next year. It's, it's not really um, uh, just a beefing up, if you will, of what we're doing right now, where we're providing uh, online resources and um, you know the broadcasts of our worship services that primarily targets a certain audience. We're, we're, we're hoping and praying through how we might engage a wider audience of people who would not tune into a church service, people who would not necessarily feel drawn to a worship service, but who want to engage in these topics that matter. And so we're exploring how do we engage this digital space. So we've, we've put a team together here at our church uh, with some folks who are trying to decide how do we bring um, some uh, a tangible expression of this digital focus, if you will, from both an apologetic and an evangelistic point of view. And uh, I'm looking forward to, um, to engaging in it. it. It's a little mysterious to me because it's even different than this. You know, this podcast, there are many of you who hear this podcast. It's primarily aimed at our people. It's primarily designed to, for me to tell you more about what we've been learning on Sundays or whatever topic that we might choose to address. Uh, even though this is done in the digital space, it has a certain audience. We're talking about engaging a much broader audience. Uh, this this whole digital reformation that we've experienced is it's just created a whole new mindset for people. It's even it's even um, affected the ways that we learn. Uh, there's a lot of research being done as to how we've been affected by the the manifestation of digital technology. So, looking forward to exploring that space this coming year. And certainly we want to stay focused on what it means to grow as a church, to reach more people with the gospel, to, to make sure that we're paying attention to, um, to, to the, the real possibilities of taking the message of Jesus to our world and our community. And then finally, one other area of focus that you will hear us talking about and, and you will recognize in our programming and in our conversations as a church is, um, has to do with young adults. Uh, we we know that that young adults in America, according to the research, are becoming more and more disenchanted with the institutional church, and so we've been asking ourselves the question: Why, why is that happening? What what's underneath the migration of young adults away from 
these traditional institutional settings that we know as church? And how do we best reach young adults and young families? What, what do we need to be doing as a church to um, um, hand off a baton, if you will, and reach another generation? And so we've already got some practical plans in place. For example, we are searching for a new ministry to young adults. We're searching for a new person to lead our preschool ministry. So those two jobs work in tandem. They're both a part of our young families team. And so we hope that very early in 2023, we'll be bringing on two professional staff members who, whose primary responsibility is going to be in this arena, young adults, young families. And um, we hope they will bring fresh ideas and energy and enthusiasm and leadership to the rest of our team and join with the ones who are already here who are part of that team. And hopefully we will engage uh, young adults and reach them across our community and, and bring them to the place to where they can uh, find that life in the institutional church is beneficial in so many ways. And so looking forward to seeing how that plays out. So you put all that together and we have a plan for 2023. It all grows out of and it's all connected to our core commitments here as a church. And so you know that our our core message at First Baptist Arlington is glorifying God by following the Jesus way. That continues to be in place for us. But we believe that that God has created us to to glorify him. He has he has crowned us with glory the Bible says in Psalm 8. And, um, and so we know he's intended us for his glory to reflect who he is and his nature and his character in our lives and to bear his image in our world. We've been created in his image. However, we also know that we can do that on our own. We know we can't fulfill that task, that core task as a human being, which is to exercise dominion over God's creation, to partner with him in his great plan. And uh, we can't do it on our own. We know that we fall short because of our sin. The Bible says we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. So the very calling, the very reason for our existence, we, we fall short of it because of our sinfulness. So to glorify God, the only answer is to follow the Jesus way. And so Jesus came full of grace and truth. And John says in John 1, and we saw his glory, the glory of the one and only so the glory of God was on display in and through Jesus, and it's only through Jesus can we uh, live out this calling. And so when we we talk about the core message of, of First Baptist Arlington and what our responsibility is in understanding theology is to glorify God by following the Jesus way. And then our core mission as a church is we're, we're becoming fruitful believers, influencing our world for Christ. So fruitful believers, we're becoming. It's a journey. It's a process. It takes time. And God wants us to bear fruit in, in, in our lives for His glory and His kingdom. And as we do that, we can influence our world for Christ. And so as we follow the Jesus way, we've embraced the imagery of Psalm 1 because uh, we love that image that the psalmist paints of that tree that's living, that's alive, that has deep roots, has a sure foundation, has that strong core, that strong trunk. And then this, this incredible, beautiful system of branches and leaves and fruit that provides shade and fruit for everyone around it. And so that's the picture for us, that we are seeking to help foster, facilitate, develop someone people, people who have a sure, firm foundation, deep roots, who are being formed by following Jesus, strong core, strong trunk, 
who then are fruitful people, who are bearing fruit, who are casting shade for others. And that Psalm 1 tree has captured our imagination as we think that's the kind of person we want to help facilitate. That's the kind of church we want to be, where we're loving God and we're seeking God's kingdom and we're loving others. And all that ties together in that understanding of being a Psalm 1 person and a Psalm 1 church, a transformative community of Jesus' followers. So 2023 is right here in front of us, and we want you to be a part of it. And we want you to take it seriously and take it personally. So we've, we've prepared some materials for you. Uh, we have what we call our Winter Challenge. It's been put together under Kurt Grice's supervision by a group of staff members here at our church where we help you address three primary areas in your own life, physical and spiritual and emotional. And uh, we have put a guide together for you that are, the guide is connected to our daily Bible readings during the winter as we are asking the question, why does anything matter? The guide is connected to the sermons that I'll be preaching. Why does anything matter? And the, the guide is connected to these three areas of potential growth and development and renewal in your life. And uh, if you've been here on our campus, then hopefully you've picked up a copy of the Winter Challenge. If, if you haven't been here, you're not able to come here. Well, they're available online. If you go to fbca.org, uh, you'll notice at the top of our website, there are several tabs. And one of those tabs says Learn. And if you'll click on the Learn tab, it'll give you a drop-down set of options. And one of those is Downloads and Resources. And if you'll click on that Downloads and Resources, Downloads rather, and Resources, you'll find a digital copy of the Winter Challenge. And you can use it digitally. And uh, we want you to be on the journey with us. And I want you to know I'm praying for you. I'm praying for our people. I'm praying that this will be a pivotal year in the life of our church, in your life personally and in the lives of people in our community who are lost, in the lives of people who are in a much broader online digital space community who are lost and searching, and that God will use this year to be a year of great productivity for us as a church family. So I would say to you, church, let's get ready. Let's engage. The new year has begun, and let's say that we will give ourselves to the glory of God, and we will follow the Jesus way faithfully, and we'll continue to bear fruit and uh, influence our world for Christ. May it be so. Thanks for listening to the Tell Me More podcast today. You can subscribe to this podcast on your app of choice, or you can visit us at fbca.org to find out more information about the podcast and our church. Thanks for listening.